I went back for seconds at dessert tonight. I'm thinking I should just stop keeping those foods in the house. Maybe it means I really just need to find some willpower, though. That was Ingrid. I feel like I never get everything done for the day. There's always something hanging over until tomorrow. I worry that my struggling with the workload means I'm not cut out for this job. That was Brian. If I crave a burger, what does it mean? Does it mean I need nutrients like iron? That was Michelle. All these people wanted to know, what does this behavior or feeling or craving mean? I'm actually kind of pleased when I hear this question, which is good because I hear it a lot. What does this mean? Why I like it is that it indicates a person is looking at their actions with curiosity. And that sort of curiosity can help facilitate growth and progress. But our search for meaning can lead us off the path of growth, too, if we start attaching incorrect meanings to things. In today's episode, we'll talk about binges, cravings, slip-ups, and emotions, and what they all mean. And in some cases, it's most important to cover what they don't mean. This is the Breaking Up with Binge Eating podcast, where every listen moves you one step closer to complete food freedom. Hosted by me, Georgie Fear, and my co-coach, Mary Claire Brescia. When we look at our own behavior and food choices with curiosity, it can be helpful to look for things like patterns or cause and effect relationships. We can consider reasons why we chose something and move closer to understanding ourselves and how we operate. But sometimes those inferences can go too far and we start to believe or fear that there's meaning to something where there really isn't. This is such a common problem that there's a term for it. It's called arbitrary inference. When we make an inference, we're drawing a conclusion based on logic and reasoning. When we make an arbitrary inference, however, we're drawing a conclusion not based on logic and facts, but on personal factors like belief, preference, or judgment. Here's an example, directly from a client email. I've been binge eating for decades, and I figure that means I deserve all my health problems. Here's another example. I'm never going to be thin because I like food too much. Here's a third example. I have such a hard time sticking with an exercise program, and I figure it's just because I'm lazy. I have the time. I have the equipment. That just leaves lazy. None of these are conclusions based on fact. I mean, no one deserves health problems on account of their food choices. And I don't think calling decades of binge eating a choice is really fair either. Liking food doesn't mean anything about a person's ability to reach or maintain a healthy weight. And not having success with a lasting exercise program can happen for infinite reasons, other than laziness. The unfortunate thing is these type of false conclusions get in people's way of believing in their own success, and they undermine efforts to make it a reality. And that's the whole reason I want to talk about this on the show. I don't want you held back by anything. So let's go through some hot topics and straight up what they mean and what they don't. First up, when someone has an episode of binge eating or emotional eating, what does it mean? 
I'm going to switch pronouns, actually, in hopes this feels a bit more personal. If you have an episode of binge eating or you emotionally eat, what does it mean? It means that you ate. Yeah. In the case of binge eating, it typically means it was a large amount of food and that it was associated with a feeling of losing control. In the case of emotional eating, it means you ate for emotional reasons and not a physical need. That's about it. But what do you sometimes think it means if you binge or emotionally eat? Oh, lots more, right? I hear clients say, it means I'm not trying hard enough, or it means I can't do this. It means I have to get this food out of the house. It means I'm addicted to sugar. It means I've gone backwards. Nope, 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 and nope. It doesn't mean any of those things. Those are only your judgments and fears arguing for those points. There's no facts to support them. It might be an indicator that you had a strong emotion you didn't want to experience at that moment, but we have to look deeper to determine if that's the case. And just because binges are commonly associated with emotional distress doesn't mean that every single episode is. Cravings. What does it mean when you have a food craving? Well, when you have a craving, it means you're thinking about a food and you strongly desire that food. You might be desiring that food for taste or experience or because you want to get away from an emotion. And that's all that means. Food cravings don't mean you require a particular nutrient. There's no evidence of that. Other false conclusions that can trip people up are the belief that a person should always get a food if they have a craving, or that they should never get that food because they have a craving. Lastly, the idea that eating the food or fulfilling the craving is the only way to make it go away is not based on fact and is definitely not helpful. So where does that leave us when we have a craving? Well, it leaves us with options. You have the option to choose to ignore it, you could focus on it, you could choose to go get the food, you could decide to not get the food. There's no thing you have to do because you have a craving. Success and failure. It's common for people in our coaching program to worry that X or Y means that they won't succeed. They worry if they get behind in the lessons that it means they won't succeed. They worry if they hit a week of struggle that they're doing something wrong, something that is going to keep them from recovering. They worry if they avoid the Facebook group for a day or a week even that that means there's something wrong with them and they won't succeed. Or they feel like the length of time that they have been binge eating or emotionally eating means that they are uniquely beyond help. I hope it helps you feel some relief to know that none of these are based on facts. The clients who have great results, they got behind on lessons. They had difficult weeks where they made tons of regretted eating decisions. They had self-doubt. They dodged the Facebook group at times. They had tears and times they felt hopeless. They also struggled for decades. And they also did tons of other programs before finding breaking up with binge eating. So if any of these pop into your mind, posing as a rational indicator, that means you will never recover. I encourage you to show those thoughts the door. There's only one thing that is a factual indicator of someone not succeeding in the future, and that's quitting. Quitting actually means you won't succeed, but nothing else does. So to recap, 
be careful of where you might be drawing arbitrary inferences or giving your binges, cravings, overeating episodes, or thoughts lots of layers of meaning. None of these things have any predictive power over your eventual success, and definitely none of them say anything about your personality, your intelligence, or your worth. I'll see you in the next episode. Until then, be good to yourself and keep moving forward. I'm Georgie Fear. Thanks for spending time with me.